Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We didn't have a regular podcast episode last week. It was going into spring break for our school, and we had a little sickness running through our house. So I just decided we put out some other segments and things, but we just kind of didn't do a full episode of the podcast for last week. But now we are back, and it's a very special very exciting episode of the podcast because I'm joined by a guest host today who just happens to be one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth, nay, in the universe, nay, in the entire multiverse, my 10-year-old daughter, who I have spoken about on the podcast numerous times, Claire Willa Nielsen. Claire, thank you for joining me. Yep. <laughs> Are you excited to be on your first official podcast? Yeah. Yeah? Because I've talked about you several times and told stories that you've talked about. I always ask you first. So like if it's things if I'm like, oh hey, can I write about this? So I've I've mentioned your name and stuff several times, but I'm excited to have you on the podcast. So should we start with our good news story? Yeah. Okay, so Claire picked the organization that we're highlighting this week. So who are we highlighting, Claire? The Ronald McDonald House. The Ronald McDonald House. That's right. And why did you pick the Ronald McDonald House? Because it gives 1.4 million overnight stays for families. It's um, 685 plus programs in 62 countries and regions, 1,306 plus volunteers gives family hot meals places and places to sleep, family rooms like showers and gets, and they get food and rest, and mobile programs like dentists and brings it to other places that don't have that. That is very well said. That is based off of some of the research that we were doing together when we were looking at this. But why, what did you think of this organization to begin with? Um, I thought that it was just like a place that helped people, not like where it like traveled places and is mobile and stuff. Oh, yeah. We found, well, I kind of thought that too. We both kind of found out some more about it after doing some research. I knew about the family stays thing. We had talked about, I, I told you, I was like, I'm pretty sure when your uncle Landon, my youngest brother, was really sick when he was a kid, he got RSV and his lungs actually collapsed and he had to stay at the University of Iowa hospitals, the children's hospital there, that my mom had used the Ronald McDonald House as a place to stay. And I told you, I thought that was true. And what you knew the story better than I did. Yeah, um, so Logan, like, his lungs collapsed. Landon. Landon, yeah, Landon, sorry. And, um, Grandma stayed at the Ronald McDonald's house, but there was another family that needed it more, and Grandma could stay at her aunt's house. And so... Grandma gave it to the people that needed it, and um, Grandma went and stayed with Grandma's aunt. Yeah. So, 
that's it's an organization I've been aware of for a long time because of that, because of the housing things that they do for its families in need. When uh, this is a pretty large, well-known organization, but if anybody's unfamiliar, it's when families are having to stay in an area for care, especially for their children at the hospital, things like that. Um, it, it gives opportunities for for housing, for a place to stay. They also do, as Claire mentioned, they've got these family rooms where it's just a place you can shower and get food and rest, those sorts of things, because anytime a family member has to be hospitalized or something, that's a very trying, very emotional thing. There's also the big financial impact of those sorts of things. So I really like that the organization does a lot of things to try to lessen that burden because when people are sick, when family members are sick, that should be the focus, not all of the logistics things, not the financial aspect. So go ahead and if you get a chance, support the Ronald McDonald House charities. And if you need those services, understand, recognize those are there. Anything else about Ronald McDonald House? Okay. This is Family Time 100, which is kind of exciting for me. I've mentioned it before, but when we started doing these formal Family Time videos and audios and just the lessons in class, my plan was to do Family Times for one school year and then just start the number over again. And my students suggested just keep track of them. Just number them and it won't matter. We'll start at whatever number at the beginning of a school year, wherever we left off the year before. And this marks the 100th family time social emotional learning unit that we have done. And I think a great one to talk about for our 100th family time is civic engagement. And this is also extra special because joining me on my podcast this week and also joining me for the family time segment, I think this is the first time I have had a guest on the family time video segment stuff that we put out is my 10-year-old daughter, Claire. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> so we're talking about civic engagement, Claire, and civic engagement is really working to make a difference in some way. So what we're going to talk about in class this week is ways that we're already engaged, like the students are engaged with their school, with extracurriculars, with their community, and engaged in ways that make a positive impact, that make those organizations, make their large community better. And that was one of the reasons you want to do the podcast with me is that's something you're very interested in is doing like a job, working in areas where you can make a positive impact. So let's talk about that a little bit with you right now. What are some ways now that you're positively engaged with like your school or other organizations, sports, anything like that? Um, like I do volleyball and... I practice that so that in the future I can have a good impact and like fix those wrong things that I was doing before so that I can be better. 
So you're like developing skills. That's absolutely true. But how does, I want you to think about like, how does that elevate like other people? What can you do as like a teammate or by like starting volleyball, basketball, softball, those things now, how will that help you make a positive impact on like the school community or on your team later? So then if somebody needs help, I know that I can help them. Oh, very good. So you have the skills to be able to help. Do you think, especially in a school our size, in a community our size, that like the the high school sports teams and stuff, and even the youth sports teams, you think that makes a positive impact on the community? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because, like, it's getting kids and teenagers like outside so then they're not like sitting playing video games or something sure i mean it gives a good physical activity those sorts of things one thing that i really like i remember when i grew up in a bigger town before we we moved to st ansgar the youth sports weren't really connected to the high school sports so much. So, and I really didn't do a lot of the youth sports. I did martial arts when I was young, but I didn't do like t-ball and flag football and those sorts of things until we moved to St. Ansgar. And one of the things that I thought was cool when we moved here was like everybody was engaged. It was, it was kind of more like a one community feeling. Like even if you were a young kid you were a saint ansker saint still the same as the high school and you watch the high school games and all that do you feel that like you've always gone to school here yeah yeah you're kind of like part of that and it's kind of extra you and mickey are always around the high school and stuff so you know those kids those sorts of things yeah the other thing we're going to talk about is what students might want to do to be to practice civic engagement when they're older, when they're adults, either in their careers or in their hobbies, those sorts of things. That's something you've talked about is very interesting to you. What are some ways that you think you want to practice civic engagement as you get older, that you want to contribute to your community? I want to, like when I'm older, I want to start a community garden. So then mm -hmm. you can go there and pick fresh vegetables or fresh foods so then you you can like you can get those foods without having to drive there and that will help not use as much gas mm -hmm. and it will help the environment that's a good idea and that's something we've gotten into really last summer we kind of got planted our first official garden that went super well until a tree fell on it late in the fall but but for most of the summer it was was really good and it was nice having those fresh vegetables like right out the back door that I really really enjoyed I enjoyed it even more than I thought I was going to and then we've kind of even gotten further with that what else have we done um we have two compost piles next mm -hmm. to each other and we um have an inside little area where we put some like if we make a lot of fried potatoes if they're brown and stuff then we can throw them in there and not have to walk outside but eventually it will still get to the compost pile so that will still impact the environment good yeah we have a little receptacle in the house that we can take outside yeah and that's I like doing those sorts of things. It's good for the environment. Also, just helps me. I feel a little better. Don't you feel a little better doing those sorts of things? So that's good. The environment's one that I know you've talked about a lot. Do you see? Do you see yourself 
making that part of your career, do you think, doing environmental stuff or civic engagement sorts of things or just this is going to be part of your lifestyle? I think I, when I'm older, I can see myself doing that stuff. Yeah, very good. Well, that's kind of a little talk about civic engagement. We'll talk about that a little bit more in class, but thank you for joining me for Family Time 100. It was great having you as a guest. Yep. <laughs> All right. Much love. My blog post for this week is called Love and Wonder. So what I was writing about, Claire, you know I write about random things that I see all the time or something. Kind of sparks me. What actually made me think of this is I was checking out, getting some groceries, checking out at the store, and I saw a baby sitting in like a little cart. Anytime I see a baby, kind of think when you and Mickey were babies. Oh, it's a long time ago now. But... The baby's kind of fascinating. This baby was just kind of looking around at everything. And I was kind of thinking, that's kind of what babies are. Like, when we start out when we're first born, we're kind of just like love and wonder. Because babies can feel love. They snuggle in. I remember, like, when you were little, you liked to snuggle in, like, straight up and down. Like, I would hold you on my shoulder, and you would kind of be straight up and down, like face on my shoulder. That's kind of how you like to snuggle in. But like, you know, babies, they know love, they get those attachments right away. And then they're just so curious about everything. Like, just like the big wide eyes, you know how they do, and their heads kind of bobble around and they look at everything. And I kind of think like that's how we're supposed to be as humans. Like, we start out pretty close to what we should be. We should be curious. We should want to learn everything. And we should be filled with love that we want to give to other people. And then something happens along the way. We get hurt and we get confused about things. And we try to put up barriers. And we we lose our curiosity a little bit. So, what do you think about that? I think that, yeah, people should be like that. But also, like, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, if people were like that, people wouldn't really know what stuff was. Like, every day you'd be like, ooh, cotton candy, yum. The next day, ooh, cotton candy, yum. (laughs) You make a good point. So that, like, we do want to keep learning things. But if you, anytime you learn something, it does change you a little bit. Yeah. It's sort of the... There's an old saying that, uh, the saying is a man never steps in the same river twice, but it could be a person never steps in the same river twice because the person changes and the river changes. So you're right. Anytime we learn something, it does change our perspective and it does change who we are to a point. So, so you're right. You can never go back to that, that baby, that innocence. But I think the, the more we try to just still be curious... Because I think that does happen sometimes as people think like, oh, this is all I'm ever going to need to know and I don't need to learn anything. It happens especially to people my age where they get out of school and stuff like that and it's like, oh, this is my job, this is what I do, this is what I know and I'm just not going to like grow and change. So, well, for instance, you're in school now, you're going through this experience, you're already kind of finding certain like subjects and certain things you don't like as much as others. And that's something I think 
we don't always do a good job of in school is sometimes we kind of we kind of beat the desire to learn out of people because we have all these standards and these benchmarks and all these different things like you're supposed to learn this and you need to accomplish it at this level and blah 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 but people everybody wants to learn stuff if they're engaged in something that like they actually want to learn so what have you found, like, these are things I actually want to learn that, like, I would seek out on my own? Um, like, to help the environment. I want to seek out stuff for that. Um, like, different ways to do art. Like, mm-hmm. different ways you can do stuff. Different ways you can cook and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, sicknesses, sort of. Like, like, if somebody gets sick, then... You have to find out what they have. Sure. And then you can cure them. Oh, very good. Uh, and I think I think that's a good example. I think a lot of your interests are gauged toward creativity and toward, well, we just talked about civic engagement, toward helping other people. And I think, you know, it's funny sometimes we'll break up school into math and science and language arts and, and those things are important I, I really do believe in a well-rounded education but I think it would be interesting if we uh, if we shifted the way we present education as to more of a like you're interested in creativity and helping people okay well let's do math through that lens let's do science through that lens that sort of thing which might be hard but to keep that curiosity, don't you think? Yeah, like you could do like maybe even if it like helped somebody if they really, really, really loved art, they could do all different colors of stuff. Like you could do paint palettes, like four paint palettes plus four paint palettes <laughs> equals eight paint palettes. Like sure, sure, or just even like practical application things. Like we've done a lot of stuff around the house, building things like that. So like doing mathematics for actual application to construction, painting a room, like those sorts of things. That's a good point. Very good. Well, that's kind of our our blog post for this week was love and wonder. Now, from me to you, we talked about the Ronald McDonald House and the work that they do supporting families who need that support when they have someone in the hospital getting medical care. We talked about civic engagement. We talked about love and wonder. Now, Claire and I are just going to talk a little bit because I get to have my daughter as a guest on the podcast. So, Claire, this is kind of fun. I've recorded you at different times in your life just for ourselves, talking about some of your favorite things. So, should we do some? Some of your favorite stuff here? Sure. Okay. Favorite color? Teal. Teal. Very good. See, it's, it's fun for me because these change over time. Because when you were little, it used to be pink and purple. Now it's teal. What is your favorite food? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. That's pretty, pretty consistent. You're big mac and cheese. Do you have a... Because we've done a lot with mac and cheese. We've made our own, like, different style homemade mac and cheese. We've gone to mac and cheese restaurants. Do you have a mac and cheese that specifically sticks out to you? Yeah, the mac and cheese that I can eat with you. Oh, very good. It's uh, I don't eat the cheese part. I know, but yeah, yeah because noodles. because I don't eat certain things. But we uh, we have a quinoa based noodle, quinoa and rice based noodle that we make together, and then we have noodles and uh, 
Yeah, and then Claire can have cheese or whatever on there. I just usually do like olive oil, salt and pepper, but yeah, that's that's nice. But how about mac and cheese? Like the actual mac and cheese, do you have a favorite? Um, probably, um, when we had like my birthday a long time ago, we went to that, um, we stayed at that water park. Almost, yeah, yeah. And we got like mac and cheese, like things. And yeah. Super good. I want to say we were in Wisconsin Dells, maybe. But we stayed at a, a water park, and I had found a restaurant in the area that was a, a mac and cheese restaurant. And we ordered a, a bunch of varieties of kind of high-end mac and cheese and then brought it back to where we were staying for the party. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Very good. Favorite TV show? Um, Ted Lasso. Ted, Ted Lasso is pretty great. Yeah, we... We kind of jumped onto Ted Lasso a little late after the second season was already out, but then we, I have no problem admitting, we binged all two seasons in one weekend because it was a pretty great show. Like sports, positive messages, deals with real issues. Love Ted Lasso. That's good. Do you have a favorite movie? Not a TV show, but a movie. Probably Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Yeah, it's been one of your favorites for a long time. Dirty Dancing is pretty hard to beat. Little Swayze and Jennifer Grey at their finest. Yeah, Dirty Dancing is pretty great. What do you think you want to do for a job when you get older? An art teacher. An art teacher. I know an art teacher. It's a pretty good gig. Yeah, it's <laughs> <you're> an art teacher. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. All right, is there anything else that you want to tell any of the listeners? Yes. What's your favorite color? Ooh, my favorite color. I'm probably going to go with black. And it's kind of a, maybe doesn't seem like an exciting answer. And I like to wear a variety of colors and stuff. But black just kind of always looks good, I think. Go ahead. What else? Um, what's your favorite food? My favorite food. Probably gonna just go with like steak or something like that. I think uh, since I eat a fairly limited diet, but like meat, or you know what, I'm gonna go with uh, like when we do smoked ribs. I really like that. We we do a lot of stuff on the smoker, so I'll go with that. The the ribs on the smoker is very good. What's your favorite thing to do with me and Mickey? Oh, my favorite thing to do with the two of you. Well, it's nice. We get to do a lot of activities together. So I like, I like when, I'll, say, I'll, I'll try to settle on a favorite, but I like when we do like all three of us something together, like traveling, something like that. That's really fun. And I also like when we have our individual activities, like you and I do the gardening, Mickey and I do jujitsu together and taekwondo together, like those sorts of things. But I think if I have to just pick one favorite thing, this is a very simple thing, but I have just, I have loved it forever since you were just born, is when we hunker down at night, we've always called it hunkering down, and it's, we usually have very busy schedules, you know, so when we're doing all the school stuff and all of our activities, but then that moment at night where we all three just sit down on the couch and kind of 
<laughs> you guys don't snuggle in quite as much as you used to. You used to just sit right on me, snuggled in, and we'd hunker down. But it's still really nice. We kind of sit on the couch. We watch a show or something to kind of unwind for the day. And that's just a nice kind of like quiet shared time. So if I, that's probably my favorite. Those are good questions. What is your favorite board game? Ooh, my favorite board game? I'm actually going to go with Betrayal at House on the Hill, which I wouldn't have thought I'd be into board games like this so much. My brother introduced it to me. I know Mickey likes it. You don't like it as much because it's, it's one of those involved board games. But if you've never played Betrayal, it's pretty cool. You start like with a group of people going into a kind of like haunted, crazy house, and then you discover the rooms as you go. So the board kind of expands, and at some point somebody in your party betrays you. There's a haunting, and it's kind of a like a role-playing type of game. It's not nearly as in-depth or complicated as something like Dungeons & Dragons, but it's a fun group game like that. So I'll go with that. Do you have a favorite board game? Um, I like when we do Pictionary together. Oh, Pictionary. Yeah, yeah. Pictionary is a lot of fun. I think, uh, you know what? I'll use this platform to just call anybody out. If there's any other duo out there that thinks you can take Claire and me in Pictionary, we will take all challengers because we are a pretty good combination in Pictionary. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're calling you out. The world. We're letting it known. Okay. And then the other question that you asked, what's your favorite thing that we do together? Um, probably um, watching shows because, like, we usually have a really busy schedule. And then that time is where we can just chill <laughs> and then we can eat popcorn and stuff. And yeah, yeah, that's Paint nice. your fingernails and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we'll do that, too. We'll kind of sit down on the floor, paint our fingernails. A lot of people see my fingernails and comment them all the time. That's Claire's handiwork, that sort of thing. Those are good, really good questions. Do you have any other questions? What's your favorite tattoo? Oh, my favorite tattoo. Spoken like someone who has maybe designed a bunch of my tattoos. So... On my right arm, I have a number of tattoos. If you watch the video segments and stuff we post, you've probably seen them or follow on social media. Claire designed most of the tattoos on my right arm. We took a bunch of drawings from when we, you were younger, and you kind of helped me plan them out and put them together. So those are my favorites, is the ones that Claire did. And if I had to pick a singular favorite of them, I, I love them all. I'll maybe go with the the Black Crash logo. So Claire made up a band for us, and we were just playing music. To, we like writing things together and being creative together, so we were writing some songs together, and I said we needed a band name, and Claire came up with the band name Black Crash, which I think is a pretty metal name for a band. So we are... It's official. It's tattooed on my arm. So that is our band name is Black Crash. And then it's a peace sign in kind of cool colors with a BC for Black Crash. So I just like that. And that's one that's right. It's very visible right on the top of my forearm. And then people ask, like, what's Black Crash? And I'll explain. Well, that's Claire and my band. There yep. you go. Do you have a favorite of the ones that we got tattooed? Probably. 
probably the be kind, the be brave, and the be kind. Oh yeah, no, I really like those two. Just in Claire's handwriting, kind of, and she put like little squiggles and different things with them. But I've got where it says be strong, be brave, be kind. Little little sayings like sayings like that. Yeah, like it says dream, hope, love. Like yeah. Uh, those are nice too. I like those as little just reminders about life. If you can be kind and be brave and be strong, it's a pretty good way to walk through life, I think. Yep. Very good. Anything else to add? Anything to say to the listeners? Nope. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. You are, and no offense to any of the other wonderful guests and people I've got to talk to on the podcast, but without a doubt. You are my favorite to ever join me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You bet. Love you. Me too. (laughs) All right. To everyone else, love yourself, love each other, love the fight.